Welcome to Cannabis Network Radio. My name is David Kowalski, and I will be your host for this evening and every evening. How's everyone doing this evening? Um, sorry about the delay. Um, we are having a little bit of a technical difficulty here. We got a great show this evening. Um, in the second half of the show, we're going to have Steve Bloom, who is the publisher and editor of Celeb Stoner. Um, you can check it out, celebstoner.com. And uh, one of the leading sources out there for marijuana and celebrity news. Um, he's also the co-author of Pot Culture, The A to Z Guide to Stoner Language and Life, and Reefer Movie Madness, The Ultimate Stoner Film Guide. He's a former editor of High Times. He produced the Stony and Doobie Award shows, the Hempelation Benefit albums from Normal, and he was with the magazine for about 15 years. He is a recipient of Normal's Media and Culture Award, and he's the co-founder with Willie Nelson for the Teapot Party, which they started in 2010. Um, so we're going to have him on, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit later this evening, um, probably around 9.30 Eastern Time. Uh, so go ahead, call in with your questions uh, for Steve or chat or whoever you want to communicate with us. It's going to be a great show. So... <clears throat> I'm going to discuss, I guess, Colorado, for starters. Um, for those of you that are unaware, um, there was a sneaky little Senate committee that got stuck in there last night um, to, I guess, counter or renege upon uh, Proposition 64 in Colorado. Um, the people have voted... Um, their voices were heard, <clears throat> and now government um, wants to go ahead again and, and not let the people's voices be heard. Um, I posted something about this uh, today um, on Cannabis Information Network on Facebook, um, which is facebook.com, C-I-N-L-L-C. Um, and to repeal or even think about repealing a law that the people have spoken and voted for to even have a discussion about it I feel is a complete violation of the people's rights and it just reiterates the fact of how government in a whole really does not respect the people's wishes I mean I think that if the people make a, a decision and the other voices heard and say, this is what we want, who has the right to say, uh, no, this is not what you want? So, and especially to go ahead and like sneak it in, you know, late at night, kind of like they did here in Florida with the uh, SB 49, with, uh, you know, putting all the head shops out of business here in the state of Florida, which, by the way, goes into effect July 1st which will effectively put 40,000 plus people out of jobs and 500 businesses, give or take a few, out of business in the state of Florida. So good job, guys. Good work. You uh, really know how to uh, boost the economy here in the Sunshine State. <clears throat> well, I mean, back to Colorado, though. Um, the silly part about this whole thing is, if you read it, is that it's going to end up having to go back to a vote for the people. 
So here you're going to have a bunch of, you know, congressional people or senators or whoever are going to be wasting their time trying to repeal something the people voted on to only go back to the people. I mean, is there nothing better they can focus on that would be more beneficial to, you know, the state? I don't know. Um, for all you listening out there, you know, any type of feedback would be cool. Join us in the chat room or uh, give us a call. Um, you can chat with us at uh, www.podstreamlive.com. Just click on the chat icon, and I'll take you into the chat room, sign in, and uh, let's hear what you have to say. Also, uh, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Um, go to iTunes. Uh, you just open the store, put in the word cannabis, scroll down to podcasts. Uh, we're there in top ten, uh, Cannabis Network Radio. Uh, feel free to give us a call to talk with us, 813 Two eight zero four eight four one. That's our call in number for this evening and every evening. Again, that's eight one three two eight zero forty eight forty one to talk with us here on Cannabis Network Radio. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, SB forty nine, some things going on here in the state of Florida, and a little bit more about uh, this recreational repeal. Uh, in Colorado. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a couple minutes um, here on Cannabis Network Radio, only on Podstream Live. Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. So I think around May 1st, uh, Fox News poll uh, came out, and uh, there's nationwide support for medical marijuana. Um, nearly 9 out of 10 Americans, um, including 80% of self-identified Republicans, now say that marijuana should be legal if its use is permitted by a physician, according to a nationwide Fox telephone poll. So, again, we have a very noticeable, um, I guess, poll here where the people are speaking again to let their voices be heard, saying that cannabis should be legal one way or another um, for medicinal purposes, whether it's physician-recommended or not. Um, I mean... Honestly, when do we say enough is enough? And when do we decide that we're just going to join together to unite? Because unity is, is one of those important things in this movement. To unite and say this is what we want. And uh, for lack of better terms at the moment, force um, our governments, or government, local, federal, to give in or to agree with what the people want um, because things absolutely need to change need to change across the board um, I'm not saying that states or even counties shouldn't have the ultimate right to decide I guess kind of like liquor prohibition um, there are some dry counties um, here in the states um, the people in those counties 
voted on it and decided that uh, you know that's what they wanted and I f feel that that's uh, fair um, across the board um, as long as it's the people that decide and it's not the local governments that decide because um, some communities may not feel that it's necessary there you know but as long as patients or people have access to you know safe safe access you know next township over or whatnot and that's fine as well um, my opinion stands though uh, medical marijuana um, I think if it makes a person feel better overall then that's improving the quality of somebody's life and if it's improving the quality of somebody's life then it's helping them um, just like if you have a headache and you take an Advil or a Tylenol um, a person should have the right to choose to use cannabis uh, to alleviate that um, just like anything else so here in Florida we uh, you know been talking about this talked about before uh, we kinda went backwards we went from moving forward for um, legalization um, for medicinal use here in the state and we not only lost that bill um, but we totally regressed because um, now we got to shut down all the head shops in the state of Florida again putting 40,000 plus people out of work 500 businesses are going to be shut down um, I don't really see how that's going to help anything at all and the premise behind uh, SB 49 was that by doing this action it's going to stop people from you know illegal drug use um, let me clue y'all in cannabis is not a drug it's a plant it's a plant that helps people helps sick people kills cancer cells it's naturally in your body in the, in the cannabinoid system when mothers nurse their babies it's in the breast milk you can look it up google it right now um, I'm not sure how much more proof we need to show people um, that this is something that needs to change and I'm going to touch on a topic that I really haven't talked about at all on uh, Cannabis Network Radio is Weed Not Greed Tours. Um, it's something that I have been trying to do for a long time now, put together. Unfortunately, the financial support and backing has not been there, but the Weed Not Greed Tour concept is simple. You get a big, huge 45-foot tour bus, you put messaging on it, and then you go state to state, congressional office to congressional office, to Washington DC to wherever and park this huge bus with messaging in front of it and basically stay there until we can provide the information that these people need to make an educated decision because I say oh we don't have enough research enough studies well I'm telling you right now I'm willing to go ahead and go around the country to give this information to people um, you know on the heels of, of weed not creed uh, we do have the uh, cannabis and the cannasense tour uh, that is going around the country right now. Um, you can check them out. Um, just look up the Cannabis on Google or on Facebook, and you can see a tour map um, of where they are. I'm hoping probably to join up with them um, sometime in the next couple of months. Um, next week I'll be back in Colorado. 
uh, for a few days as well um, to do some work there. So next week's show or shows will be uh, remote from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. And uh, we have some... Uh, Good guests lined up. Uh, we think next week we're going to have uh, Sarah Frank uh, from Moms for Marijuana joining us. Looking forward to talking with her. Um, and uh, we also have, I do believe, Roger Stone, uh, who is a political, let's say, political strategist, um, very politically connected individual who is uh, pretty strong here in the cannabis movement in Florida and also. Uh, across the country. Um, we're also going to be talking more about my 420 tours. Uh, that's going to be uh, also a topic of conversation probably the next few shows we're going to be doing, uh, which gives people the opportunity to travel to Colorado to experience the freedoms that are there right now, um, to use cannabis and derivatives thereof um, for recreational use and recreational enjoyment. Um, my420tours.com um, and uh, their first tour was success I was there involved it was great World Cannabis Week um, all kinds of things are going to be happening um, in about five minutes uh, we're going to go ahead and have uh, Steve Bloom on with us from uh, Celeb Stoner um, feel free to go ahead and uh, call in 813 zero four eight four one is our call in number or chat with us live at www.podstreamlive.com and uh, click on chat uh, every uh, Tuesday night from 9 to 10 Eastern Time and every uh, Thursday evening uh, from 9 to 10 Eastern Time we are live uh, we broadcast live so be sure if you're listening on the podcast now to uh, tune into our live show interact with us um, we do like to have uh, interaction from our listening audience. That way we know that we're loved and listened to, even though our stats show us that we're loved and listened to by sitting at number six under cannabis and iTunes. I have to give a big thanks to uh, my producer and co-producer, Ed and Justin, who uh, make this whole thing possible. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um how are you guys doing this evening? Doing good, man. Yeah? Yeah. Just here uh, checking out the levels on everything, man. Yeah. How are our levels looking? Be- good. Beautiful. All right. Um, I think we're going to go take another break, and we're going to get uh, Steve Bloom on the line, and we're going to chat with him um, when we come back from the break. And uh, you're listening to Cannabis Network Radio on Podstream Live. I call this a Dodge pickup, some fishing poles, a Martin guitar, plaid shirt, set of ratchets, and a Friday night. Dirty blonde, she was all night long. Cutting up that rug, Lord, she was tearing down that house. Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. We have with us uh, live on the phone Steve Bloom. Steve is currently the uh, publisher and editor of Slubstoner.com. Among a plethora of other things, which I'll let him get into. Steve, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing fine, thanks. Thanks for being on Cannabis Network Radio this evening. It is an honor to have you here. 
Um, my pleasure. So, before we get into your, I guess, you know, history or whatnot, how did this whole thing start with you? Like, where was the starting point of, I guess, activism or involvement within the counterculture or cannabis movement? Well, you know, working at High Times really was the catalyst for me. Uh, I'd been smoking marijuana since I was in high school. Uh, and I guess it was a given when you went to anti-war protests that you were also protesting marijuana prohibition um, and many other issues. Uh, but uh, I really didn't get involved in the legalization movement until I worked at High Times. I mean, they, the, uh, the events that they had in New York, the smoking and the pot parade and stuff, I never attended. Um, I guess I was a little apathetic. New York also was decriminalized uh, in 1977, so it was pretty laid back about marijuana, so we weren't really fighting so strong because we already had decrim in New York. Uh, so that might might have been a reason. I just wasn't really too aware of the marijuana legalization movement until I worked at High Times, which is, uh, started there in late 1988. And you were there for about 15 years? Yeah, I mean, going, you know, I, I left there in 2007, so I kind of touched on probably 17, 18, 19 years there. Wow. Uh, I worked full-time there from uh, about 91 to 2006, so a pretty, pretty long run. Wow. Um, any moments in that time frame that really stand out um, in your tenure at, at High Times? Well, there's so many things, you know, um, you know, whether it be, you know, interviewing celebrities and doing cover stories and cover shoots and centerfolds and all kinds of fun stuff with all kinds of, you know, people like Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson and Cypress Hill and Ozzy Osbourne and, you know, the list goes on. Uh, so many, you know, musicians and celebs pass through the doors of high times or our photo shoots that, that I helped organize. Um, so those are all highlights. Uh, Traveling around the country uh, on the hemp tour was a lot of fun. Uh, in the early days when I started working there, uh, uh, there were events in Ann Arbor, the Hash Bash, and in Madison, Wisconsin, the Midwest Harvest Festival, the New York event, uh, the Washington, D.C. smoking. So I hit a lot of those uh, in my early you know, days at high time, sort of getting involved in the activist you know, part of the community, uh, less so on the celebrity side, which I got into a little bit later, but originally in my first few years, I just kind of dug in and, you know, hung out with the normal people and Jack Herr, people like that, and, you know, travel around with them a little bit and, you know, kind of the grassroots movement. Uh, and, uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, during those days too. They, the, uh, the bus that, uh, that we traveled across from New York to Ann Arbor, uh, in 1989 or 90 was really kind of, uh, a high point that uh, was painted psychedelic colors and you know had the feeling of like the uh, the Mary Pranksters uh, it was kind of the idea of Steve Hader was the editor of High Times back then and you know, he modeled a lot of what we did at High Times on Mary Pranksters and Ken Kesey and I think he kind of saw himself, saw himself as a little bit of a latter-day Kesey and uh, so that that trip across uh, part of the country was really a blast and things like that well cool is there any is there any event or festival or whatnot that I guess over the years that that you attended that if that that currently that's currently going on that you would feel that if if anyone has an opportunity they should make efforts to try to get to said event? 
still in the marijuana world, you know, Seattle Hemp Fest is pretty much the main, you know, the biggest event out there. That's a must. Uh, it's just a, you know, three days, uh, you know, all, you know, multiple stages, vendors everywhere, you know, very loose scene, you know, nobody gets arrested, uh, very hands off. And now that they've legalized it in Washington, you know, things, you know, they don't even probably even need to have it anymore. Now it's a celebration. You know, before it was what they called the protestable. Yeah. Now, I, now, now they can just celebrate. And, uh, but, uh, that's a great event. The Boston Freedom Rally I've gone to many, uh, for many years. That's a, that's a really good event up in, uh, on the Boston Common. They've been doing that for a long time. I mean, other events that stand out for me are the New Orleans Jazz Festival, which is just one of the great, great events I recommend just, uh, occurred over the last couple of weekends. That's, that's the best music festival in America by far. Uh, during my years of high times, probably the most, you know, the standout of all the events I ever went to was Woodstock II, uh, 1994. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, there. I was there. You know, it the, was there for the duration. You know, got mudded in, you know, saw everything. Uh, it was just sort of a blast. I was sort of having not, just barely, you know, not being old enough to go to the original Woodstock. It was right. kind of cool. There was downside of this event, but but the upside, you know, was strong enough to. You know, plus the coverage we did at High Times, I thought was kind of outstanding, and uh, we really went all over that event. Did about twenty pages in the magazine that I, uh, that, that you know, I, I edited and uh, helped write, and so I was kind of proud of that. So you know, different events on the marijuana side, it's definitely Seattle Hunt Fest. That's number one. Yeah, I I definitely had a great time there last year. Looking forward to it this year to kind of see what Vivian has in store instead of a protestable. I guess as you said, it's going to be more of a celebration. Um, we are talking with Steve Bloom. He is currently the publisher and editor of Slubstoner dot com. Uh, Steve, we actually have a caller um, that has some questions for you. Um, her name is Becky, and we're going to go ahead and uh, bring her on here. Uh, I think in a second. So. All right. Becky. Yes. Are you with us? Hi, this is David with Cannabis Network Radio. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. Uh, here you have uh, some questions for Steve. Um, yeah, I was wondering if there was any natural ways to remove THC from your system without spending a bunch of money at a smoke shop for the detox juices. Can you, can you clarify the question? I didn't really get it all. Uh, she was basically asking if there is a way to flush THC out of your system, I guess, to to pass a drug test without spending money on a detox at a head shop. Uh, Becky, to answer your question real quick, uh, you can send us an email um, at info at org, and I'll be more than happy to uh, answer that question for you um, in the best of ability. Um, Steve... Why don't you uh, get into a little bit about Celeb Stoner and tell us a little bit about, um, you know, that. Bring us up to speed and what's going on there. I know you guys just relaunched uh, your website. And uh, I'm assuming that you got into the whole Celeb Stoner thing based on your experiences at high times dealing with celebrities, as we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that, that was my interest mostly at high times was not so much celebrities, but, you know, marijuana culture. Uh, and, uh, you know, beyond the cultivation side of it. And, uh, I mean, I started off as a news editor, and I learned a lot in that area, but I kind of went back towards my, my, my real interest, which is music, movies, culture, TV, how marijuana is played in those medias. 
uh, and so and cover it wherever you know the whole idea of stoner movies. I don't think people really referred to them so much until we started doing that up at high times, and now it's a genre unto themselves. Uh, or you know, music, marijuana music, you know, music that's very influenced by marijuana songs themed around marijuana. So that, and then of course the individuals who create that, you know, are sort of the heroes. So. Uh, so we, uh, at High Times, you know, we did a lot of cover stories with a lot of celebrities, and and that was my interest, my focus. And so when I left High Times, uh, I started this blog um, uh, called Celeb Stoner to focus on that side of it, to sort of uh, the Celeb Stoners are the celebrities out there who advocate for legalizing marijuana, essentially. But they do it in various ways. Some of them are very uh, upfront, like, uh, Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson, Tommy Chong, and some of them are a little quieter. Some of them just do it in movie roles like Cameron Diaz. You know, it could be, it, it, there's different ways to show your support. You know, Rihanna, you know, likes to uh, post photos of herself smoking blunts on Instagram, or recently she wore a pot leaf tank top at a concert in Germany, and that goes worldwide, and that gets viral, and that's a celebrity kind of acknowledging their, you know, support of marijuana in some fashion. So that's really what the website generally focuses on, celebrities who advocate in favor of legalizing marijuana. And so that's how the site began. And then beyond that, it's, uh, you know, marijuana news. You know, when a, a big marijuana story breaks, it's not necessarily a story about, you know, Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt, you know, uh, during the MTV Movie Awards or something like that, which is a news story, but it's also a news story when, you know, when a state legalizes medical marijuana, or obviously when states legalize marijuana like they did in Washington and Colorado. So that is a big part of the site as well, marijuana news, and then all the celebrity stuff in addition, you know, covering movies, music, television, sports, activism, marijuana politics, and just do it in a kind of a fun way, you know, kind of spin the news so it's of interest to our readers out there. You know, what, you know, so just watch a lot of TV, go to a lot of movies, listen to as much music as possible, and get all the tips from people telling you, you know, things, submitting things and suggesting, hey, maybe you want to, you know, feature this at Celeb Stoner, and, you know, just check out everything that's out there as best as possible. You know, but you're also a tastemaker. You're picking things out that you like and you think other people might be interested in seeing, and then you're sharing it by posting at the website. So, um, you know, that's the main focus of Celeb Stoner, and, you know, to keep people, you know, uh, aware of what's going on in the world of marijuana, but specifically in the world of the pot culture end of marijuana. Well, speaking of pot culture, as as co-author of Pot Culture, um, the A to Z Guide to Stoner Language and Life, um, I, do, I did notice, you know, when I purchased the book a while back, um, that does have a whole section on, you know, stoner movies and music, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, in that book, as well as a plethora of other information, and I highly recommend uh, that people go and and check that out for sure. Um, how long was that idea or concept of, of pot culture in your head before you decided to uh, move forward to putting together such a great book or complete guide? I should say. Well, it really was the idea of my co-author Shelley Halpern to begin with. Um, it wasn't originally called that, but. She had an idea of doing like an encyclopedia dictionary for stoners. Uh, how do we speak? What are, what's our language? What are our terms? How do we express things? And there's such a coded way of speaking, you know, because of prohibition that there's sort of, we have a language unto ourselves in how we talk to each other, uh, kind of a, a slang and, 
uh, and it's underground, you know. It's, so, um, but then just kind of bring it all around with the history of, you know, marijuana, uh, the plant itself, and how far it goes back, and prohibition and laws, and you know, try and find again a fun way to present all that. Um, but it really was Shirley's idea, and then when Shirley came to me and said, uh, was when I was sort of kind of put out the door at high times. I wasn't there full time anymore, and I was kind of looking for other projects. You know, which is where Slapstar began when I, you know, was starting to do other projects as I was sort of leaving high times. Uh, Shirley, you know, asked me to to join with her, you know, and co-write this book, and so we put together. You know, we just talked about it a lot. She had an initial sort of outline or proposal that she sent to me and I went over it and sent her back my thoughts and went back and forth back and forth until we had a good solid proposal. This is this went from on for months and she had an agent, uh, a good agent who was connected with um had worked at Rolling Stone and knew a lot of music writers and had a pretty good stable and some pretty good contacts in the uh in the publishing industry. So we went with her and she gave us a little more advice on how to, you know, how to pitch the book and and then finally, uh, we were done with our proposal. She sent it around. We got a couple of offers, and we took one of the bids, uh, which was uh, Abrams uh, Publishing Company in New York. And uh, and we signed a two-book deal with them. Uh, so Pop Culture was the first book. That came out in 2008, uh, and that was a success. And the second book uh, was our follow-up was Reefer Movie Madness, the ultimate stoner movie guide, uh, film guide. Uh, and that was kind of like an outgrowth of pop culture, as you said. You know, the back of the book had this whole section on star movies and star music and TV and all this stuff. So there's about 10, 20 pages on movies in the back of the book. There. So we kind of, you know, fleshed out that into, you know, an entire book with reviews of about 600-plus movies that are marijuana-themed, drug, you know, oriented, uh, counterculture, uh, somewhere along the way, we you know came up with a definition for what we considered the stoner movie, and mm-hmm. uh, for me, it was more literal uh, as to you know actual use in the movie uh, of marijuana or other drugs, and that would kind of be the real main qualification. But uh, my co-author Shirley also felt that it was also about what people like to watch while stoned. Uh, so you know, so it made it a broader definition of what is a stoner movie. Uh, so that's how we sort of put together that book. Um, so and that came out in 2010. Uh, so, but we've, uh, I don't think we're doing any more books, at least for the time being. We, uh, our, our deal ended after those two books and Shirley went on to now she's the music editor of the Hollywood Reporter. So she's mm-hmm. kind of busy and I have Slut Stoner. So no more books in the, in the foreseeable future. Well, let me, let me ask you a question about, I guess, movies. Um, I know that more and more, at least from my perspective, more and more frequently there are more blatant movies coming out with with out there pot references. You know, take like Ted for example, um, or, or things like that. Um, do you feel that that these movies are beneficial or harmful to the movement? Well, that's a good question because a lot of people sometimes think that Cheech and Chong did more damage than than anything else in terms of the way they portrayed stoners. I mean, I don't agree with that, but some people who maybe don't have a great sense of humor might think that. Uh, you know, they were making fun of the potheads and the stoners in the 70s when it was a very permissive time about drugs and marijuana in particular. Um, it really depends on the movie. Sometimes they're kind of a lowest common denominator approach to making a movie. They're, they're raunchy movies that include marijuana and all kinds of, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, farting and pooping and vomiting and TNA and, you know, and there's sort of a formula to a certain type of stoner movie that includes drugs, uh, includes marijuana. And sometimes that might be viewed as negative. Um, but by and large, you know, uh, there's not that many of those movies that really do come out. Uh, there are a handful here and there. Uh, the, I think the industry puts out four or five of them a year that are really blatant marijuana movies. Uh, and then there's everything else that has, you know, marijuana as part of the storyline, but not, you know, it's not all about marijuana or not all about drugs. There's also the, uh, the druggy drama, so to speak, you know, a movie that, you know, is a more serious movie about drug war or things like that or addiction or, um, you know, you know, so that's a different aspect of the stoner movie because I kind of look at the stoner movies, you know, multiple types of movies, but most people tend to think it's a comedy and therefore the stoner movie is, the, is a stoner comedy. And I think the stoner movie could be you know, like Easy Rider, one of the greatest stoner movies of all time is not a, is not a comedy. You know, it's a drama, you know, about these two guys and their kind of travels around the country and what happens to them. Uh, whereas What Up in Smoke, which is often considered one of the greatest stoner movies of all time, is, you know, is, is just a, you know, straight out comedy. Uh, so, but that, and that was sort of the, uh, uh, the boilerplate type movie for so many others to come. The buddies who get together and go on a nutty adventure that includes, you know, copious amounts of marijuana smoking. So, you know, we've seen that over the years. Harold and Kumar is among the latest, you know, the Pineapple Express guys, you know, the buddy movie. You know, two guys usually on some kooky quest. Uh, and uh, you don't see that too much with women. Uh, and it's often lacking in movies. That's why I really enjoyed Cameron Diaz in Bad Teacher uh, or uh, Anna Faris in Smiley Face because there aren't that many roles for women oftentimes in the stoner movies. Oh, no, I enjoy Anna Faris in pretty much anything she's in. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. <laughs> nonetheless. Um, all right, so we got just a couple more minutes here. I wanted to touch quickly on the Teapot Party. Um, you and Willie Nelson co-founded the Teapot Party in 2010. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the inspiration behind that and uh, where it has segued from 2010 to now. Well, it's clearly Willie's inspiration. So let's see, Shirley had that pot culture, and, <laughs> and Willie had the Teapot Party. I've got Celeb Stoner. Um, you know, we all have our inspirations. I mean, uh, you know, Willie got arrested for marijuana in uh, 2010, uh, towards the end of the year. And it was, you know, not the first time, but the most recent time. And, and you know, even more publicity uh, happened in Texas at a kind of a, uh, a, like a border patrol. It's about 20 miles north of the Mexican border, but they pull over a lot of buses and vehicles and do, you know, major searches there and, it's become famous, actually. Um, Sierra Blanca in Texas, West Texas, has become a famous place for celebrities to get busted, or at least their buses pulled over. So Willie got caught uh, with, you know, the amount was kind of un unclear at times because it, first it was like six ounces, and then it turned into three ounces, and below four ounces it's a misdemeanor, above it's a felony, and it kind of changed. Uh, I think they're a little embarrassed in the court, you know, in the whole situation of arresting Willie because, you know, it makes you kind of, it makes them kind of look silly that they would kind of arrest him, but, but nevertheless, you know, they did, and, uh, and so I, I have, you know, some, you know, contact with Willie occasionally, and, uh, and so I uh, reached out to him, and I uh, sent him an email <clears throat> asking him, him for his thoughts about this recent arrest, and, 
And he got back to me, and he had this whole kind of spiel about the teapot party. There's a tea party. Well, how about the teapot party? Our motto is we lean a little bit to the left. Uh, regulate it, legalize it, tax it, blah, blah, blah. Why should the criminals make all the money? And it was kind of this interesting rant that he sent me. And so I, I got back to him, and I just said, you know, well, you know, how do you feel about, you know, me kind of, running with this a little bit and it's like go for it so I created the Facebook page that really is the home to the Teapot Party we also have teapotparty.org website but we also have the, the Facebook page is where most of the action is uh, if you just go to Willie Nelson Teapot Party uh, on Facebook you'll find it and we have over 110,000 likes and there's a lot of activity there and so the Teapot Party really it, it, it's it's more of a, 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 a idea or a concept than an actual party you know we don't really do that much, to be honest. We uh, initially, when it started, there was a little more activism on the site, but we kind of use it as a base to just alert people to what's going on, let them, you know, cue us into what's happening in their world. Uh, initially, we started with meetups and organizing stuff around the country and trying to get people involved and in doing teapot party meetups, and then we kind of slowed down on all that because it's kind of time-consuming, and, you know, we really didn't have uh, an objective for it to be a party in the sense that we're going to run candidates. It's more of a, it's just more of an idea, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you know, you can't really see it as something beyond that, and, and uh, it, it's something to sort of hang your coat on a little bit. It's something, you know, a play, another place out there where you can express yourself, how you feel about, you know, the injustices and the, the war on marijuana and marijuana prohibition, and so it's another place to go. Uh, and uh, during 2012, we did get behind some candidates, uh, tried to be supportive of a few people here and there. It's kind of off-season now for elections, so we really haven't been doing too much with the Teapot Party, other than just you know keeping in touch with everybody via the Facebook page and just hearing what's going on and also letting them know what's going on. We just passed Willie's 80th birthday. That was a lot of excitement and hoopla you know, among Teapot Partiers. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of what it is. Maybe they'll turn it to something bigger down the road, but right now it's kind of, uh, you know, it's just there uh, and, uh, you know, another place for people to, you know, share their opinions. Yeah, it's an inspiration and, and definitely a, uh, you know, again, anything that, that I feel, you know, creates attention and gets factual information about the cannabis movement is, is always a positive thing. So, uh, you know, especially when, when people like Willie get behind you know things he tends to stir the 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 fire um you know uh so that's always a good thing um so if somebody wants to uh purchase your book or, or things like that do you have a preferred site they go to if they want to get pot culture or reefer movie madness or whatnot i guess they could you know buy it you know where where you know amazon and places like that i mean we do have websites you know uh stonermovieguide.com, uh, 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 no, well, uh, and, uh, and potculturebook.com, uh, so you can go check things out there. But, you know, if you really want a copy now, you could just probably pick it up online. Uh, and obviously, you know, people, you know, uh, should come to slabstoner.com. We, we just redesigned it. Um, the site's going back to 2007. Uh, we had one redesign from the beginning, and now our second redesign, which we just did in March, and Garrett Overstreet, who uh, works with, uh, he runs Tulsa Normal, and also he's a webmaster, especially very well known in the marijuana community because of his normal affiliation, uh, someone who I met at a couple of normal conferences ago, and he came aboard to, you know, do the webmaster work for Slep Stoner, 
Uh, he had a, he had an, an idea about how he wanted to take the the site in a new direction, a new look, and new server, and uh, so so you know so we just made that switch over. And I mean, the site pretty much the same site as it was, but we kind of left a lot of the archives behind to lighten the load and kind of start more or less close to from scratch, except for some basic stuff that the site you know needs, like the top fifty slab stoners and a little guide to all those individuals that's still there from the old site but a lot of it is fairly new just you know fill it up with new news and new information and you know a nice new you know kind of clean look to the site so put a lot of effort into that uh, i'm pretty excited about it i felt like the site was just maybe lagging behind a little bit you know when you're say three years old on your design you know you've you know a lot of other you know websites have come along in that time with newer kind of cleaner looks or you're using, you know, different kinds of bells and whistles that will right. attract people, you know, doing the so-called SEO stuff that's very important, search engine optimization and stuff. And so there were things that we needed to do to kind of switch gears a little bit, and uh, and I think we have. So I'm very excited yeah. about that, the new direction of the website. Fantastic. We'll definitely check it out, celebstoner.com. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for being on with us this evening on Cannabis Network Radio. appreciate your time, um, and uh, we will go ahead and... Uh, have this out on iTunes uh, by tomorrow so uh, people can download and listen at their pleasure and I will uh, share some links with you as well so you can uh, share it with people to listen to. Um, it was a great pleasure having you on and I look forward to uh, being in contact and communication with you in the future. So again, that was uh, Steve Bloom with uh, CelebStoner.com. Check it out. Um, Steve, have a good night. Thank you so much. Alright, folks, that was Steve Bloom, uh, current publisher and editor of CelebStoner.com. Uh, co-author of Pop Culture and Reefer Movie Madness. Check those books out. I do own them both. They are good reads and they have good information. Um, I thank everyone for listening to us this evening here on Cannabis Network Radio on Podstream Live. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Podstream Live and Cannabis Network Radio. Wishing everyone a good and safe evening. Have a good night. <laughs>